This episode of Head Truck Hockey is brought to you by Logout. James Ream and the boys are fantastic. Logout offers free estimates, tree trimming, tree removal, and stump removal. Don't worry, they are insured. We've used them ourselves and can tell you that they show up on time, they're reasonably priced, have exceptional customer service skills, and will get the job done. Call James and the boys at Logout now for your free estimate at 519-791-7566. And what is going on, everybody? It is episode number 55 of Hatcher Hockey, which is always brought to you by our good friends over at GL Heritage, the official beer of Hatcher Hockey. If you like my, uh, my like shirt there, you like my hat, you can just go into any one of our posts there, click the link, go, go bring you right into our merch store. You can get a whole bunch of HCH merch that's there. And a uh, little spoiler alert, we're probably going to rebrand here soon. So we're probably going to have some more stuff coming out. So look out for that. That's also brought to you by our good friends over at Laser Art. So those guys do ours. So this being episode 55, Rob, this is the Sergey Gonchar edition of Hatcher Hockey. This man played 20 years in the NHL. 1,301 games, 220 goals, 591 assists, 811 points. He's a Olympic silver and bronze medalist. He's also a silver and bronze medalist at the World Championships. He's a Calder Cup champion, and he's also a Stanley Cup champion, Rob. Not bad, eh? Not bad. I'll bring in my boy, my, my boy, my line mate. Rob, what's up, buddy? How was your weekend? Oh, it was great. I drank all the blondes. Now I'm drinking whiskey. <laughs> Fuck. Should have told me I have some. I'm on the pop tonight because I'm off the of beers because I was crushing them over the weekend. So I could have gave you some, man. I still have some here. Yeah, I need a break from them too. I've been drinking way too much. So I'm <laughs> drinking whiskey, which is better, I guess. I don't Loving know. the blondes, eh? <laughs> yeah, yeah, too much, too much. I'm going to have to tell Greg, though, you and I are starting to, we're uh, starting to get a little bit heavy. We're getting on the heavier side. We're going to have to switch over to that locale. I don't know about heavy as fat. <laughs> yeah, I want to well, go with I'm fat. 215 pounds, so. <laughs> I'm going to get Misty to tie my work boots. <laughs> Brutal. So what else did you do? Just hung out? Uh, yeah, I can't even think about what we fucking did this weekend. <laughs> did, did oh, you, uh, I went to a mag meeting. Uh-oh. Oh, and uh, one of the sponsors we have. Yeah. The new one there. I stopped by there and got some Brinkle Bites. Yeah, those are awesome. I, oh, yeah. They didn't stand a chance. Mm-hmm. You get Kyle Miller in front of a fucking box of Brinkle Bites, look <laughs> out. Watch out for your fingers, boys. Did, hey, did uh, did Matt hear what I said at the end of the episode? He did. He, <laughs> did. he laughed. Yeah. yeah. And then uh, the boys decided to go up to uh, the Peacock Lounge. Okay. And, yeah. Uh, we crushed a bunch of beers up there, and yeah, it was a, it was good. It was a good night, and uh, it was rough the next day. No, I of course. I, I said it was something I ate, and Misty said I don't think it was. <laughs> That's always my fucking go-to as that well. That was my excuse. I was going with it. I I'm gonna have to one of these. Uh, I'm gonna have to like one of these days. I'm gonna have to go there with you, shoot the shit with the boys. It's been a while. Yeah, they wanna they wanna rip you a new hole. Bring it on. 
<laughs> All right. So Rob there, just What'd let everybody. Oh, honestly, I didn't really do a whole lot. Well, actually my cousin had her wedding shower and stuff on Sunday. So Ethan and I kind of hung out stuff and the girls went to the shower and then we kind of met, went to the shop after Saturday. We just kind of hung out at Tom and like Marty's there. We went swimming and everything. We just kind of hung out by the pool all weekend. Pretty much is what we did, which is, it was perfect weekend. Yeah. Those are good weekends. Well, besides that huge ass storm, but other than that. So bro, that was wicked. That was nuts. That was nuts. Let's not get into that. We'll talk about that off air. Wife, carving me on whatever i don't care safety first so rob said earlier our new sponsor we got branco's house of pizza is our new sponsor right here in essex we love that place we frequent that place all the time um the food is fantastic let me tell you guys a little few things about krista there so krista i've known krista since i was literally since we were in grade school we've known each other a very long time now, Krista has been in the fucking pizza business since she was 14. So one of her, well, probably her first job, my mom used to manage Godfathers and Harrow. And Krista came in and started working with my mom when she was 14. And she's been in the pizza business ever since. So you guys got to hit up that place, man. Brango's House of Pizza. If you haven't tried it, you need to go there. They got a huge patio, over 15 tables. You can now dine inside too. Just follow all your proper protocols and uh, everything will be good to go. You can go in there, enjoy some. They got daily freaking specials, like tons of pizzas available. Rob mentioned those Branco bites that are unreal. I could eat a box of those things by myself. No problem. Oh, they're good. I had a perch. Like I had, I had perch and fries and stuff from there one night. It was fantastic. So not their all their food is good. So check them out. You'll probably see us there a time or two as well. So welcome aboard Branco's house of pizza. We're so happy to have those guys. And isn't uh, Tuesday wing night or something? I'm pretty sure. I think so. I'm going to have to lock in when it comes to that. Krista and I only got to talk like a short amount of time, but, um, yeah, their food's unreal. Anything that you get from there is super good. So everybody check them out. We we love them. Yeah. So let's get into the they hockey. Got cold beer. Yeah, and they got cold beer. Cold beer and hot food. So Seattle Kraken. Let's just let's just get it over with. I put together a little clip there for our TikTok. <laughs> and it was like clips of different like movies and it was like major league and it's the guy like reading the paper and he's like who are these fucking guys and then it was like it was just a whole bunch of clips that i threw together it was funny i giggled it got over like thirty thousand views <laughs> so but it was funny though but i didn't even know i didn't even know half of these guys dude I, like i didn't know like they were calling all these names i'm like i kept saying to stuff i'm like who the fuck is that like i've i've followed this league my whole life rob I've never fucking heard of half of these guys. Have you? No, I haven't heard of half the guys anyways, but anyways, uh, I wonder if the general manager gets to come out and go, where are the new boys? Oh, They're all new. Yeah. They're all fucking <laughs> But uh, like they, they brought in a couple vets, right? Like they got Larson, Giordano. Uh, butchered that name. I did. I butcher that name. I'm dash one every fucking time I say his name. I'm just going to start saying the former Calgary captain. Um, but we, we did get a few of the picks, right though, Rob. Uh, 
I hit the Yanni Gord. Hit that one. So Yanni Gord went through. You called, uh, who did you call? You called one of these guys. I know you did. I just can't think which one it was, but we nailed like two or three of them. I think you, yeah. you might've hit the Colin Blackwell. I'm not sure. Didn't but, Everly uh, go there too? What's that? Didn't Everly go there? Yes, he did. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I think combined we hit probably four or five guys, which isn't bad. Like some yeah. of the, some of the guys that do this shit for a living didn't even get it as many as we did. Yeah. You know what I mean? So fuck, I don't care. I'm pretty happy with that. But so anyways, they, to me, they chose a lot of youth. Like I don't see like 83 is the oldest guy. <laughs> Everybody else is in the nineties. They got yeah. one, they got one guy on there. He was born in 98. Holy shit. Um, they did, they did. I, I, I hear that this team's a real grind team. So they definitely chose youth. They're fucking dude. I'm not even shitting you. Every single guy that plays D on this team is over six foot tall. Literally over. No one's under and they're all the lightest of them is 195 pounds. He's six, one, one ninety five. He's the smallest, smallest defenseman. The biggest defenseman, 6'7", 255. <laughs> oh, really? Jesus. I'm not even going to attempt that name because I'll be dash two. But, like, uh, I was dash four last episode. Oh, I know. I've been there. Been there, man. Been there. But, like, then you go up front. Like, they have a couple guys. Like, Yanni Gord's only five foot nine. Isn't that Well, the, the kid they picked up from Toronto that Toronto drafted – uh, over Kerfoot, uh, McCabe, no, uh, McCann, McCann. That's, that's who went to Seattle. He didn't even, I thought it was kind of funny though. Cause I think one of the accounts had a photo of him or whatever. And he had him like, it was obviously doctored up, but he was in a Leafs Jersey and it said, thank you for your time in Toronto. Cause he never <laughs> played a game. Like he went there and then like a day later he got picked in the draft. So, but I wonder if his hockey DB gets, uh, you know, fixed up that he was on Toronto. Zero games, <laughs> zero it minutes. Probably, it probably would. Technically, he was a member of the team, right? He was. He was. Well, he got he got uh, picked off the, the draft list by them, right? Dude, they so. got a guy, 2000, born in 2000. <laughs> like, just, they definitely picked youth. Like, they went for youth 100%, which is good. Like, if you're trying to build a franchise, right? I just think the one thing that I really think that they dropped the ball on, and I know it's a huge cap hit, was Carey Price. Because I know they were worried about his knee and possibly his hip and this and that, but they didn't even say anything about his hip. And then his knee is only going to take six weeks, so he's going to be ready by the start of the season. Do you think he's going to get traded? I don't know. Like after this, after the after they put him on, like you know, basically waivers or left him open to I don't, the draft. Yeah, but I don't think that was on him. I don't think that was his move. I think that was from the general manager because like, yeah, that was a but if he has a no trade move then they can't take him like that's my understanding i just that would be it would be um, like a trade right i'm not sure how that works you want to know who we should ask about stuff like that we should ask pumple about stuff like that he would know he don't know nothing Guys in the league will know that he's played in the league. He'll know about it. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. But I pumps, think Jordan, yeah, no. pumps. Jordan we're gonna have no. to ask you about like how all that shit works. 
You get fucking Riley. Riley, Riley, I don't know. He'll explain, <laughs> yeah. to me and I still won't get it. Because mm-hmm. I think Pumps gave us the 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 rundown on the like college and like OHL situation. He gave us a pretty good rundown on it when we had. Oh, him he on. does know a lot. Like the boy, the boys talk, and uh, I don't even listen when they're fucking going on about it. Like <laughs> I can't retain that much stuff. <laughs> I would be a sponge there. Like I, oh, would... I, I just watch. Uh, the office when mm-hmm. when joe's got the office on so. <laughs> that's funny so anyways good luck to those guys over there in seattle but because those guys never talk about age it's always 91 94 90 82 71 yeah you know they never they never say how old the guy is and i'm like why do you guys always want me to do the fucking math on this yeah i know i don't want to <laughs> just say how old he is did you see uh did you see some of the deals that have been going down some of the trades some of them, yeah. Like uh, the one thing here I'll bring up is that the Red Wings traded when they got that goalie. Okay, I went on their the Carolina fan page, and they were losing their shit about that goalie coming in. That I'm I, I'm not even gonna say his name because I'll be dash three already, but it's Alex something. But they brought this kid in and the deal was okay, Iserman. I found out what Iserman likes his favorite shirts made out of, Rob, and it's fleece. Okay, because he's fleecing everybody. <laughs> okay, so what he did for this goalie, he so he traded away a third round pick and the rights to Jonathan Bernier. So just his rights and a third round pick and they bring in this other goalie and this guy was like 15 and seven or something. He had like a 923 save percentage. He was unbelievable. The fan base, I went on their fan base page and they were completely losing their fucking marbles. (laughs) So I was like, Stevie, he's at it again, man. He's at it again. While we're on the topic of the wings, you and I were just talking about too, that Mark Stahl just signed, just re-upped for one year. Another team who's been quite busy over the over the trade. You like that? What's, do you, do you what's, like Stahl coming in? I do because we got a lot of young guys on the blue line coming in. So I think like guys like Stahl and uh, and like Letty, there I think will add a lot of like I don't know. I want to say calm on the rear right because they're gonna have Cider coming up. They're gonna have they still have Stahl Letty. Like I like the way they're going. And Iserman is just like. I could see him being very active come Wednesday because when this episode drops, it will actually be free agent frenzy, right? So that starts on Wednesday. Yep. So, which I'll guess, so guess what I'll be doing all day Wednesday, watching free agent frenzy. But working Stevie, for Uncle I, Nick. what's that? But working for Uncle Nick. No, that only that only happens when he needs some help. That's all. Mm-hmm. Um, other than that, yeah, the Red Wings have done a couple picks with just trading draft picks and this and that oh but what Iserman did too is I think he traded a couple picks so he drafted this one kid number six and then he turned around and he like traded a couple picks or he did something and then he got to pick 15 so he picked the sixth and 15th and then on the 15th pick he chose a goalie so I was like oh I was like that's different um but let me just like look down the list here and see the Habs have been kind of active too as of late, but they're, they've been like trading draft picks and stuff. It's like 2022 draft picks and shit like that. Okay. Well, what did you think about who Montreal drafted? 
that that Maylox kid or Mayu kid or whatever the hell however you say his name. I seen something. I was with Zoe, so I couldn't really. But I seen something about like he admitted something wrong. Like what? What was like? What happened? I didn't catch it. He was with a girl, and she was doing some promiscuous stuff to him, and he took a picture without her knowing. Oh, and then sent it to his boys on the hockey team, and somebody on his team ratted him out. Hmm. Yeah, that's not good. No, it's not good. Um, no. But, you know, we all did a lot of stupid things when we were kids. We mm. never had no phones no. back then. No. You know what I mean? Yeah. But we all did a lot of stupid shit. And this kid's 18 years old and is no excuse for what he did. And that poor girl, you know, that mm-hmm. her face is all over the the media, like with you know, uh, what happened. And, uh, all she said is she just wanted a written apology from him because she never wanted to see him again Yeah, because she felt uncomfortable with uh, what happened, but he's he's lucky. That's all she wanted. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, uh, like I said, uh, I read his apology and on, um, Sportsnet and it sounded very sincere. Like he pulled himself out of the draft but you can't pull yourself out of the draft apparently Mm -hmm. you can't if you're going to get drafted you're going to get drafted no matter what and uh apparently montreal is going to give him counseling and all the stuff he needs to you know be a better person yeah well you know because it was obviously a stupid mistake that he made and you know the like i said the girl said she would forgive him if if he wrote a written apology to him, which he did. Yeah. And uh, he is nothing but remorseful about what he did. You know, like he's a stupid fucking 18 year old kid. That's all. Yeah. You know, you would think though, some of these fucking kids that you know that you're going to be going to the NHL, you know, you're going to the draft, like use your fucking head, man. Smarter. Be Be gooder. Yeah. (laughs) Like like, fuck guys. Jesus. Um, Yeah. It's kind of ridiculous. You know, that, just a bonehead intimate moment with the boys. Yeah. You know, and why would you want to do that anyways? Weird. He's 18 years old. He doesn't yeah, know any better. Yeah, I know. True. He does, but he doesn't. You know what I mean? Like, oh, who knows? He's having a couple of drinks and then he ends up sending a picture. Oh, yeah. One of the other things I wanted to tell you too is fucker. And everybody's just running out of Buffalo. <laughs> like running out of Buffalo. Once again. I'm sorry, Buffalo. We love you. <laughs> but like, so Sam, Sam Reinhardt the other day was traded from the Sabres and he went to, uh, he went to Florida in exchange for a 2022 first round pick and a goaltender, Devin Levi. So every, the only, it seems like the only one who's still in fucking Buffalo now is Eichel. So everybody's- what do you think the problem is there? Is it management? Because it's not the jersey. The fucking jersey is top five in the NHL, I think, yeah. as the best-looking jerseys. Yeah, the too. old Buffalo Sabre one, yes. not the new ones. Yeah, the old school. I, logo, like, yeah. I like the old school Buffalo Sabres jersey, and it's it's hands down one of the best jerseys out there. But I, I it's got to be management that just ruins these guys. I think it's ownership. You know? Yeah. 
Like not even That's like management, like ownership. Yeah. Well, management and ownership are still the same thing. No, right? I know. But like management works for the ownership, right? So like mm-hmm. when the ownership says, no, you're doing this, like management, even if they want to do this, it's what the owner wants, right? In the end. Yeah. So because what was, what was the, uh, what was the one coach's name there that, that was there forever? Um, Lindy Ruff. Lindy Ruff. As soon as he went, it seemed like that place just went down. Yeah. Yeah. It was like, yeah, because he spent like 20 years there. Yeah. Yeah. Coaching and playing. And, and uh, he didn't do bad there. No, you know, not at all. Not at all, man. But not as soon as all. they got rid of him, it seemed like he had the reins on everything, you know, like being able to deal with the team and with the owners, right? So mm-hmm. he had it where he must have had it figured out and then just said, screw it. I can't take this anymore. I'm out of here. <laughs> and when yeah. the coach leaves, but that without getting fired, because I'm pretty sure he just, he quit. Yeah. Really? I don't, I don't recall him getting fired. Maybe he did get fired. I can't remember. No way. But yeah. That was the downfall of them. I think. That's us. I'm just trying to see if there was any other significant trades from the last time that we, uh, Oh, that Shane Gostas bear there went over from uh, Philly to Arizona. He got traded for a second and a seventh round pick of next year's draft and future considerations. But, what about uh, uh, Vancouver putting Jake Furtanen on waivers? Yeah, I've seen that. They're I buy him out. Yeah, they were talking about doing that. I heard that a while ago. They're just finally now starting to do it, or go well, yeah. get the ball rolling on it, anyways. But uh, did you find that there was any trades? Is there any trade so far or anything that made you go whoa, or is it just kind of just middle of the road for you? Oh, I just I saw some signings that I was. Uh, Kind of impressed with like Sam, Sam Bennett, uh, yeah, 4.4, yeah, over four years, I think it was. Is that that I saw? Is that 4.4 AAV every year, like average annual? AAV, yeah, okay, so that's four. So he makes like four. Panther signed Bennett to a four year deal, reported 4.4 million AAV, yeah, so he's making about 16, 17 in total. It's pretty good. He's he's, he's yeah, good for him. Yeah, he's a good hockey player. I, I Toronto should have went after him. I love I seeing I love seeing the guys like that get paid. Yeah, because he's he's a, he's a tough son of a you know heart heart and soul guy. Yeah, and, and you know every team needs a player like that. Mm-hmm. So do you find that do you yeah, find yeah. that the that the fighters that the grinders are now coming? They're more. The, I think it's coming back. I do too. I agree. Like, but not so much fighters, just but smashers. Yeah, that you know, rough, but that that rough and tough. Will style. drop the gloves because, yeah. like, you know what I mean. Like, in all honesty, the fighting, the fighting is a dying, dying breed. But when you got guys that can hit, and then somebody doesn't like it, they're dropping the gloves, and they have no problem doing it. They're, mm-hmm. you know. But as for these, these grinding guys, like you know, like cadre type. Mm-hmm. You know that will drop the gloves with you and and show you your what for with or what for. Yeah, yeah, it's nuts, man. 
Um, so what do you think? So yeah, none of the trades, nothing's really stuck out for me yet. I'm excited for Wednesday. So like everybody, you'll be able to tune in the trade center, probably on sports net TSN. They, they usually have like an all day thing. So we'll, I'll, I'll be definitely watching that. Um, in the meantime, should we just flop over to our interview here or what? Yep. So we brought on a ref this week. So we brought on Jay McFadden. So Jay, you'll hear during this interview had to make like probably one of the toughest calls that anybody has probably ever had to make in a hockey game. And, uh, but I'm not, I don't, I don't want to spoil it. So you can just like listen to it. And Jay explains everything to us, breakdown on it from through his eyes. So, uh, we hope you guys enjoy. And here he is, Jay McFadden. Roll it. Delta. And this next cat on here with us has played here in town his whole life. Spent one year with the 73s, which we will get into on that. He's been a coach here. He's been a ref here. He's been done everything in this town. Jay McFadden. What's up, buddy? What's going on, boys? Thanks for having me on. How's everything going, bro? I haven't really, like, uh, freaking seen you since work. We were in, like, metal there together, and then you were fucking yeah. gone. I'm like, Where'd you go? I'm back there. Are you? Oh, you're back in metal now? Yeah. Yeah, nah, they kicked me to trim. Oh, shit. <laughs> Lucky you. They yeah. had to get him out of there. Yeah, yeah they had to get me yeah, out yeah. of there. <laughs> so, man. I, I have so much beer on this mic. <laughs> <laughs> so, we'll hop right into where Jay. So, you were actually born and raised here in town. So, you obviously played, like, hockey here your whole life, right? Yeah, I played minor hockey here right, uh, right till Bama Major. And then uh, from there I went to, uh, well, from there I went to late in the season with the threes, which would have been my midget minor year. And then uh, when they sent me down to midget, I went back there with a chip on my shoulder, thought I was too good to, to be there. And uh, the coach agreed with me, I think, and he sent me down to house league. So yeah, so I got a little uh, attitude check there for a year, and then uh, spent a year there in house league. Had a blast. I think it was a uh, a great thing for me. It made me love the game again. Really, like it wasn't competitive, it was just fun. A bunch of good dudes here from town. Mm -hmm. And then the next year, I came back fighting again and uh, signed on with the threes. Made a jump from midget house league to uh, back in the junior C, which turned out to be a little bit too of a big a jump and. <laughs> Got lit up there for the first couple of games. <laughs> uh, they uh, they brought a guy in, uh, it's like an older guy. He's a couple years older uh, from Tilbury. His name was Rod Lemieux. Freaking great goalie. And Claude Lemieux? No, uh, sorry, Rod Lemieux. Rod Lemieux was his name. <laughs> I think you did say Rod, but I yeah. just. <laughs> so then I uh, I took a seat on the bench there and uh, stayed there for quite a while. Man. Okay, so let's go back to uh, like your earlier playing days. So like yeah. you're playing uh, Adam. Um, midget or Adam uh, who, who were your coaches back then oh I had some good coaches uh one that really stands out is um you well you had Joe Guerin on here I think yep. a little while ago yeah. so Joe yeah. and Danny his brother Danny and their dad Frank coached us one year and Frank was the best man just this old guy just you know always been an Essex guy and uh he used to just lay into us and just like and we still talk about it. me and the boys get together and we still laugh about it <laughs> He calls me over one time and uh, he calls a timeout, I think it was, and come to the bench. He's like, 
It's not the fucking puck. Just let it hit you. Getting away or something. And I'm like, oh yeah, what I think of that? He turns around. Worst fucking goalie ever seen in my life. <laughs> I still like up to like a couple years ago. He's like, hey Jay, how's it going? Worst fucking goalie ever seen in my life. <laughs> you don't forget. He can't see, yeah. but he don't forget. Yeah. And you're yeah, like you're Adam. Yeah, Brett coached us, I think, one year if I remember right. Oh, awesome night. So, um, yeah. Yeah, those are a couple that stand out in my head. I had Billy Belair, a really good, you know, good guy. From His town. name comes up on the show all the time. Yeah, it does. Yeah, motivator. Yeah, yeah. So, dude, yeah, what the f- what the fuck made you want to be a goalie? I would. Who would want to play net, man? Everybody shoots the puck at you. <laughs> he was lazy. Yeah. Do you know any other goalies? They're all lazy. <laughs> <laughs> like I ask everybody that. Like, why? Why? Go- I, I jumped in there and. Uh, yeah, no one else wanted to go, so I just kept going, I think. Yeah. And you get to stay on the ice the whole time. Well, yeah, until I arrived in Junior City. <laughs> 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 no, you know, like, I, I think I was, like, you know, for all those years, like, we didn't we didn't have Sun County back in the day, right? You played in your hometown, and, you know, I think I might have been maybe a triple-A goalie as a Kiwi Bantam, but maybe not. I don't know, but, you know. Now, were you, you tall back then? Yeah, I was a tall, tall, skinny kid, yeah, yeah, yeah. and, um, yeah. So do you, do you still play hockey? No, oh, no, shit. I haven't played in years. Yeah. Years. Yeah. Once I got into the repping, that was it. And I remember I always had my old uh, goalie equipment, right? I didn't want to play goalie anymore. Like when we got into men's leagues, I wanted to be a, a forward. Right. And, Which uh, most goalies do. Yeah. yeah all the but time. It would, it would always be like, oh, Jay, your goalie can't make it. Bring bring your stuff. And I'd be like, oh, I don't want to. Like, you know. <laughs> so finally I got rid of it. Like, I don't know if I sold, sold it or threw it out. And then when people would call me, they'd be like, you know, hey, just, you know, bring your stuff. I'm like, I don't have it anymore. Well, we you can use our goalie stuff. Just use his stuff. <laughs> no, I, don't want stuff. <laughs> I don't like guys wearing pucks at me anymore. Yeah, yeah. like fuck. Oh man. So obviously, freaking growing up here in town as a as a like younger guy, you obviously went to watch the seventy threes here. So who was there while you were like watching growing up? I think, yeah, growing up, uh, I was watching uh, Chop, who you guys had on here. Um, Total Lee beer. Jones, you know, Timmy McDermott. He was one of the toughest guys in uh, Junior C, right? They, those guys put on shows, man. They, yeah. they, they, all, all those guys, you, you go down there any given Tuesday night, you didn't know what the hell was going to happen. Yeah. Right? Like, uh, <laughs> and they're still, like, you watch, you know, Monday Night Men's here, like, from what I hear, they're still kind of. <laughs> Oh, really? interesting nights down there. We're going to have to go out there. <laughs> I got asked go to play there a couple times. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, I went to go on a waiting list, and I was like, ah, you know, I, I don't go fuck that. I don't want to play no more. I'm done. Yeah, so all those all those great teams back in the day, you know, and just, uh, you know, they were, you know, tough battles with Leamington and, you know, Bell River. Yeah. You know, yep. so, yeah, it was always fun to go down there. That was me. I I just remember Leamington all the time. Like they 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 were the most memorable ones, you know. Like it was like the biggest rival, and that was before they went to Junior B, and uh, like the arena. It, it did Tuesday night, you know, not even a, a playoff game, and it was packed. Yeah, every mm-hmm. time Leamington came in, and you and you lost that for a while. Like back when I was was playing there, like there was only me and maybe three or four other kids from Essex on the team. It was all. So no one will come down. Who wants to come down? Right, a bunch right. Of kids they don't know. I think that's something they had back in the day was their minor hockey system was so good. They just all jumped into junior C and they're still yep. local. 
local kids, right? So you're going mm-hmm. down to watch all your neighbors and your neighbors. Right. You know? And that's what we've talked to Mike about on the show where we were saying, you know, like, are you bringing back the, the, the kids from town? Like if you get, if you get, let's say five kids from town, that, that means they're bringing in at least 10 more people, right? You yeah. know, and then so on and so forth. Yep. So you definitely, yeah, you definitely need a strong local following. That's what local junior should be all about. Right. right? But I think the, the Sun County steals a lot of talent away from these centers, right? Yeah. So oh, yeah. like mm-hmm. growing up, everybody wanted to wear that leather jacket, yeah. you know, yeah. that 800 pound leather jacket. <laughs> that the three that. Jesus, eight hundred so, pounds. But, but how, so, how did you get the invite or to the tryout to the seventy threes? Well, when I was Bantam major, they would uh, be like we'd have like the Wednesday night nine o'clock, ten o'clock practices mm-hmm. kind of thing. And you know, this is back when we had one rink, so the seventy threes would have like a 10, 11 o'clock practice. So they'd always practice after us. So whoever goalie wasn't there, they would just say, "Hey, you want to stay?" Right? So I would stay. And I'd be all fired up, like, oh my God, I'm sure. on the ice of the 73s where their goalies are like, oh, it's 10 o'clock. I don't want to be here, right? <laughs> yeah. So I'm over there just treating like every drill, treating like a game. So yeah. I kind of, I think I put a good impression on the coaches that year. And then uh, I stuck on a little bit, you know, the following year. And then, yeah. yeah. So yeah, just, I think uh, when, when back then you just, if you played for Essex, you automatically got, you know, your top couple of players from every Bantam or Magic team got yeah. the invite out. Right. Right. Hmm. So that, that must have been pretty awesome. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was pretty cool. I mean, yeah, and I still remember the first time I, you know, the first game, right? It was yeah. like, holy shit, like putting this on and, you know, about to puke before I went on kind of thing. But, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All the nerves. Yeah. You, know, you know, there's going to be yeah. quite a few people in there because Essex always seemed to do, does have a pretty, pretty yeah. uh, stable thing. And like base. I was saying, it was dying off at that time, right? Yeah. But, but yeah, it was, it was still cool. And what, so what was your first game like? That's what I was just going to ask. What was oh, your first start like? We were playing uh, the Bell River team at that time. And, yep. and that's when they were just loaded. Like they were, I think they might've been going to Europe that year. So right. everyone was leaving junior B. They were leaving the Bulldogs and stuff and coming back and playing for Bell River. They were just loaded and we were definitely rebuilding. <laughs> right? so I just got lit up, lit up. Like I just remember looking at the bench, like get me the hell out of here. And they yeah. left me in there. It's, just never really covered. Who was your coach for the 73s? His name was uh, Isbister. I can't remember his first name, though. Rod, Rod Isbister. He's, he's still local, local guy. Sounds familiar. Nice guy. Yeah, yeah. He knows a lot about hockey, and I think he was just kind of cutting his teeth in, in coaching at the time. Right. Yeah. So he was a GOAT. Like, he was a, you know. I think he played some sort of maybe pro hockey or something like that. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I, I don't remember. But, yeah. Hmm. Nice guy. So now you guys, uh, go ahead, Ant. No, I was just going to, no, go ahead, because I was just going to ask him about high school hockey, but go ahead. Yeah, that's where I was going to go into, too. Oh, okay, yeah, so yeah. then I'll just ask you. So you played, how, you played uh, two years high school hockey, right? Well, I played high school hockey in grade nine, and then uh, then I went back in grade 12 and played, after, after I played for the threes, I went back to high school. Oh, so you did. And then at that time, High school hockey was kind of where everyone in town wanted to play. That's where the arenas were packed. The, the quality of hockey wasn't quite as good, I'm sure, but yeah. but no one was going to threes games. Everyone was going to the high school games. It was it was at, the, at that time that's where people wanted to play. Because so, wasn't there a, like a not a situation, but when all the guy, a bunch of guys got together like and said, let's instead of playing for the threes, why don't we go play house or uh, high school? Yeah, I don't know if it was ever. Uh, I I, never, I didn't know if anyone ever said that like. Uh, 
literally, but I think everyone just said, you know, hey, so-and-so is leaving Junior B and coming back. So-and-so is leaving there and coming back. So everyone just started flooding back. Mm -hmm. And that and that put high school on the upward slope, you know, to really uh, be, be the place where your uh, 16, 17-year-olds wanted to play here right. in town. So now, now, how did how did that go? Like uh... that went really good. Yeah, we uh, first year I think we we didn't win Swasta, but I think two years after that we won Swasta, went to Offsa, and you know, and this wasn't now like how they have this A double A and all that stuff. It mm -hmm. was just Swasta, right? So we were at Essex, this little school of maybe a thousand kids were playing, getting up to Offsa and playing like St. Mike's Collegiate, Upper Canada College, like these wow. huge college, you know, colleges like junior colleges, I guess yeah. you could say. We were competing with them. We were right there with them. So, mm -hmm. so we, yeah, we had some solid teams. That's did all the county boys. Hey, did you ever let a dump in from the blue line go in? <laughs> Come on. Sure, I did. Which one? Which one are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> the one where you guys were winning. Uh, oh, up in four, four one. Come on. Thanks, yeah. thanks, Mark Ellis. Yeah, Mark, Mark Ellis, I love that guy. What 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 the hell happened yeah, there? remember it but i mean they all they all bring it up all the time so i'm not denying it happened i guess we we were up pretty good on this team in the third and then i let in a squeaker and and that just opened the floodgates and we ended up losing so instead of going in the metal round we, we checked out oh <laughs> i guess it's God. all my fault up for what it's always <laughs> yeah. Yeah. like frank said just get in the way of the yeah. fucking thing <laughs> that's funny though holy fuck oh shit that's funny yeah that's that's, that's where uh Mark Mark also said that uh, you got some pretty good chirps uh, because didn't you have that beard that you have well, right now? There wasn't as much silver at that yeah, time, yeah. but yeah, but I I grew a beard. I was a little bit older than most of the kids, so uh, so I grew a beard, and and now, of course I was getting chirped like, oh, you want some kids in the stands? And these guys were all. <laughs> <laughs> why do you got your dad in there yeah, yeah. <laughs> did you get carded did you have did you have to show your card somebody said when we went to Offsa, they that our manager actually had to show um like some sort of proof that i wasn't overage <laughs> i don't i don't again i don't know if that's true or not because he's in grade 12 and he can grow a full <laughs> beard just be like he's he's had that beard since like grade like four like he's fine <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he's used to it so, so then after that, you so after like freaking hockey's all done and everything, you ended up going into refing. Yeah. So, uh, me and a couple of buddies of mine, when we were, uh, I don't know, call it 20, 24, 25 years old, we got into coaching, right? Instead of just going to the bar every Saturday, we thought, you know, let's do a team, coach a team, and then we'll, we'll go after it, right? Give us something else to do. So, um, yeah, so we started coaching and we were doing really well at it. And one of the guys on our staff was, a, was an official at the time. And then the rest of us were like, well, let's all get certified too. That it, at least we'll know the rules, right? right? So when we're coach, I, I think that makes you a better coach, right? So, yeah, so, yeah, so I got into it that time. And, and uh, like I said, coaching and working six days a week at Chrysler, I didn't really get a lot of actual repping in when I first got certified. But then once coaching died off and work started to slow down, I started to get back and then do it more and just kept kind of climbing the ranks and just kept going at it. Right? So, mm -hmm. so you started out coaching like, um, or sorry, refing like here in town. Yeah. I'd be just doing like house league here and, uh, and then, you know, work my way into the travel and went from a level two to a level three. And then uh, I still remember when they asked me to do my first OHF, which, you know, Ontario Hockey Federation, that's like a big tournament. So 
I got an email from the local OMHA guy. He's like, hey, we want you to take part in the OHF, the midget OHF this weekend. I was like, okay, what do you want me to sell 50, 50 tickets? <laughs> what, what am I doing here? He's like, no, we want you to skate on the ice. Like we want you to be a part of this crew. And then and they put like a, like a more mature crew in. Mm-hmm. And yeah, we did good. We didn't get a medal, but we, we did really good. Nice. Mm-hmm. And that kind of, that kind of set me going forward. And then I, I became a OMHU supervisor. So I was you know, supervising the young guys. So now what does that consist of? Like, so I would just come down, like they would give you an area. So I was like Essex and Bell River. So I have a list of guys that I got to, or, or sorry, list, list of officials that I got to watch. So I'd over the course of year, just go and watch and give them some tips. Mm-hmm. Tell them what they're doing right and doing wrong. So mm-hmm. that was tough because sometimes they tell you to find two good things and two bad things for everyone you watch. You're watching some of these poor kids and they're trying their best, but it's like, I need to find two good things. I like how you do your skates up. Huh? <laughs> yeah. They're not tied together. Perfect. Yeah. He's a good skater. Yeah, so from there, uh, yeah, what's that? Said so he's a good skater. Well, so, yeah, yeah. Yeah. From there, uh, we were at our recertification clinic one day and uh, they pulled me out of class and uh, the two OMH, our OHA supervisors there, Jerry Pavement and Mark Fair, two ex-NHL linesmen, freaking best refs you'll, you know, you'd ever see. So they're standing there and they're like, hey, we want you to come uh, try out for the OHA. And I was like, you know, I'm like 35 years old like what am i going to do and they're just like well there's no they didn't have anyone really coming out of minor hockey but they needed like two or three guys so he's like we're just looking for like someone who's been around the block a little bit that can kind of help us bridge this gap until we can get more guys coming up Mm -hmm. kind of thing so yeah i'll I'll give it a try so i I tried it at first honestly i didn't like it i thought about saying no it's not for me and then you know a buddy of mine uh kyle vermas he's like give it a chance give it a chance you're gonna like it so I'm glad I listened to him. I give it a chance and, and I really, I really liked it. You know, mm-hmm. local junior hockey is just so much fun to be around. Yeah. I've, now, what now, was, what was the, one of the craziest things that you've seen, like just, just in house league say? <laughs> so <laughs> I, can say that. I, was, I was thinking on the way here, I'm like, what do these guys want to talk to me about? Like, like <laughs> so I was trying to think of Kyle Miller asked the same thing. <laughs> oh, I heard about that. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> I remember this this one. It was like a Wednesday night, and it was a junior or a, a juvie game here in town. And the referee in chief at the time, Rhino uh, Rhino Hagen, didn't have anybody, so he called me and my buddy Doug. He's like, "Just do me a favor. Just go down. It's going to be a fifty minute game. Just just go do your best with it." I'm like, okay. So yeah, I remember back then. This is when there was still fighting. Mm-hmm. Like my my first year having stripes on i was in like multiple full-scale bench props yeah. <laughs> like a couple guys rolling around over here like six or seven fights going on and there's mm-hmm. like chaos right yeah. so i remember this one sure enough we go down there and it's almost like as soon as the puck hit the ice it's almost like oh my god we're in some shit tonight like like i don't know if someone screwed someone's girlfriend or something <laughs> it probably was but they are all just at each other as soon as the puck hit the ice and we're doing our best with this sure enough Benches are empty. And it's just me and my buddy Doug out there. And we break this up. And now it's curfew. The rink guy's ringing the Get the hell off the ice. Like yelling at everyone. These guys are just going at it. So I still remember uh, this one mother up on the glass yelling at me and my buddy. We're beat the hell up. Like we just broke up probably 10 fights. If not, and not kids, like 18-year-olds yeah. beating the shit out of each other. So we're beat up too, right? We're just trying to get off the ice. And she's on the, on the glass. She's like, that's all your fault. You... This is all on you and all this stuff. My buddy looks up and he says, uh, I can't fix in one hour what you took 18 years to fuck up. (laughs) (laughs) 
I scored That's him on, awesome. I over the shoulder and we just skated off like we're done with Was this. that here in town? That was here in town. Yeah. And, and it, it was a house league one? Yeah, Jude. Oh, yeah. It was, yeah, it was, it was probably a game I was in. Uh, it was probably a game I was in. Because <laughs> I was a lot of them. Because like I played with uh, Phil Peer and guys uh, Dean, like Dean Dead's best friend. Yeah. And I mean, Bro. these guys were maniacs. I'm telling you. What's that? Jay, I think I could have sworn like you might have refed us like back in the day. Like you might have refed me and Drew because it was right around that time. It was probably we were playing. It was 2000 to 2004 is when we were probably at our rowdiest. We were playing in uh, we were playing for Amherstburg then. So we played home games on Monday nights. And, and Amherstburg, I guarantee you refed us, guaranteed, because oh, yeah. we've had sure we've had some games that have got wild, and I don't know, I that, that was all Drew. I'm going to blame that on Drew. Come in, this one juvie team come in, they just put the mouth guard rule in where you had to have a mouth guard. Yeah. So they all come out, and we're just like, hey guys, like you, you need to have mouth guards. Well, no one told us that. These guys collectively got together about eight mouth guards, and they were sharing it. So one guy would come off, he'd yeah. do you go on. And they were just passing these moat guards around. Jesus. <laughs> well, the line change consists so... of like, take it out, hit it you, you go <laughs> Spray it down, put it in, go. That's horrendous. So we're sitting there in the referee in Essex, and we see him come walking in like to get ready. Obviously, Zamboni's on there all just showing up. Dragon coolers behind them. It's like this is minor hockey, boys. You can't be doing. At least put it in your bag. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was us. That was. It's water. It's water. water. (laughs) I was gonna say because now I kind of think like I'm like I guarantee you that you've definitely roughed us before. Juvenile was a lot of fun. I've seen a lot of shit playing juvenile too. Like just just regular house league here before I went and played in Amherstburg uh, for. um, I can't even remember who our coach was there for the travel team, but. uh, I couldn't make it here because I wasn't a Miller or, uh, you know what I mean? <laughs> cave or hey, we had a guy on our fucking team, Josh Bastine, and he, uh, we were playing in freaking Amherstburg on a Monday night and he was going to fight this kid. The whole fucking town knew he was going to fight this guy and they, and they were going off the opening face off. So he, but he skates out there with his stick and everything, but he's wearing boxing gloves instead of his hockey gloves he's wearing fucking boxing gloves so when the puck dropped he's flicking boxing gloves instead of fucking i was like who thinks of this shit he was an animal this guy he would get on all fours in the freaking room when he knew he was fighting and he'd be like stomp on my hand like stomp on his hand kick him in the head or something he was this guy was a animal an absolute animal i wouldn't fight him he was asking us like how do you fight or how like freaking how do you do this or like how do you do that so we're trying to freaking just say like hey do this or do this we didn't think he was going to go out and pick the toughest guy on the other fucking team and try it that night like you know what i mean tries it that night gets his head just punched soft we're like josh like don't do it like practice it or something like that but josh was an animal he was a beauty to play with but he would have been with us at the time that you would have been refing us so you yeah, might have seen some of his antics skating up to the face off star goes to throw it over the boards slips has the way he's holding his stick hits the ref in the face splits him open gets kicked out of the game i'm just crazy shit like that just antics that guy he was a beaut though he was fun <laughs> yeah you gotta have those guys oh so now now when, when there's a brawl do you stick together with the other linesmen and yeah. split that fight up because I imagine if you tie somebody up and somebody gets free and 
right. you know, gets the sucker punch. Yeah. Like there's a lot of punches thrown while you guys are in there. Right. So I, like I was saying, like my first year I was in multiple bench balls and I think that's how I learned quickly how to, how to handle these situations. Cause my first one, I got separated from my partner. I can't remember who my partner was. I remember him giving me shit later on. Like you stay, we stay together. Right. Like, I'm sorry, you're getting beat up over there. We're going to break this fight up and we're going to carry him off. And then we're going to get to you later. Right. And I, and I still yell at, you know, not yell, but when we're in going into a situation with multiple fights, I had a younger guy with me. I always yell, stay with me, stay with me. There's no sense in you breaking that one up and me breaking that one up. We're going to get hurt. Someone's going to yeah. get hurt and you're not going to get them fully breaking up and you're going to, you're going to leave again. Right. So you, you just take one, you take them off the ice, you come and you get the second one and you just keep just putting out fires one at a time. Right. Mm-hmm. The worst thing that you can do is get separated from your partner and, and just hell breaks loose and it goes on and on. Right. Have you have you ever been like grabbed by somebody like? <clears throat> no, or... I don't think anyone's ever put their hands on me. No, and and you know I think that's something that you learn over the years too. Is I don't put my hands on you. You don't put your like. I I'll always kind of try to guide guys around. Yeah, you, know, you only grab them if you absolutely have to. If there's not no other resource. That's the only time you grab them. And pull them like down. if they're going to skate back into the pile again, now right. you got it. Or now, they're about right? to feed someone who's not. Yeah, you know, not a willing combat. Right, you got to stop it. You got to you got to stop that person from getting hurt. Right. Wow, that's crazy yeah but yeah but sometimes it's like you, you see this poor guy over here just getting pumped and it's like sorry i gotta break this one up first, I'll, one first. I'll get you as soon as I, you're next <laughs> you're on deck buddy you hold in there you play hang defense, in there buddy. Play defense. <laughs> Put your arms up, man. yeah just try to weather the storm He's man that's all He's you can do <laughs> man. jesus yeah i imagine it gets crazy so when you have like multiples yeah. What's what's like the the best chirp other than the one that uh, <laughs> Buddy said to the bomb? Like what was what, like? Because you've done some um, OHL too, right? No, not OHL. No. Oh, okay. I did OUA and OHA. So OUA is uh, university hockey, right? And OHA is uh, junior B and junior C, right? Uh, like chirp coming my way or my chirp going whatever. I, I try to stay out of it. You know, I don't. Some guys maybe get into it, but. I don't know. For me, it's just, I don't try to, my job as a linesman is try to support the referee. Yep. So if I'm going to chirp a guy, I'm going to, I'm going to elevate things. It's not, I'm not helping him. Out. Right. You're, you're if anything, I'm trying it, yeah. to bring things down. Right. Right. I always say like, sometimes we're in front of the benches. We're sometimes we're ambassadors. Right. Right. Like sometimes a coach will try to get a message to the referee through me. Yep. Like, Hey, tell so-and-so he's having a bad night. Oh yeah. I'll let him know. Or tell so-and-so to watch this. Yeah. I'll let him know. I don't, I don't get into the, the bullshit. No. Yeah, I, I still don't think it's worth it for me. The players doing up it to each other. I was just gonna what's, say what's the best one you've heard. Like, <laughs> yeah, I love players. hearing it from the ref. <laughs> players, I know they're they're all, especially in past years, they're not very creative anymore. It's all like, who are you? Oh yeah, the whole yeah. look. What at are you gonna around. do? What are you gonna do? What are you, what are you a ninety-eight? Like, oh, I, don't know. <laughs> I even know how old that is. Yeah. Shut the fuck up. Yeah. And these these past probably five or six years, it's just like, oh, these kids just younger kids out there. Step up your fucking game. Watch an episode of Slap Shot or something, (laughs) you know? Like, yeah, not the Mighty Ducks, you idiots. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. fucking younger guys, man. Step up your game, younger guys. Jesus. Yeah. Well, you think they'd be able to chirp? They're they're playing Black Ops enough. They 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 chirp over the. Oh yeah, then it's no it's no holds barred when you're playing that. Right. And, and on the 40 night or whatever you want to call it <laughs> rob being being the fucking old guy on the show that was so funny the first time 40 night i'm like rob it's Fortnite. oh 
Hey, what's one of the like most awesome games you've like ref? Like, could be something just back and forth. It could be a low scoring game, high scoring game. Just best one that you've been involved in. Maybe some really, really good ones, but one that really, really stands out in my head was um, uh, Leamington. This would have been about, I don't know, four or five years ago. Uh, they were in the Sutherland Cup against Caledonia. And uh, me and Andy Anthony were on the lines, and Al Provo and uh, Soupy uh, Campbell were refs. So Soupy and, and Proves have been in the league for 30 years. And this was, they decided they got a Sutherland Cup game together, they're good buddies. This is our swan song, this is it. And me and Andy are great, great friends, and it was a good crew, right? So we get in, this Caledonia team was just full of hammerheads. They were solid, but they were just, they were leading like the whole, whole league, all three divisions in penalty minutes. Like this, but they were <laughs> undefeated too. So they're that good. So uh, it just started that Leamington rank, like that big rank. Every stoppage of play, they were just going and going and going. So me and Andy as linesmen, say the goalie slows the puck. We had to make sure everyone got to the benches yeah. and then go get the puck and then come and do the faceoff. It was just taking forever. So our supervisor comes in, Jerry comes in, the end of the first period, he kicks the door open. He's like, I've had enough of this shit. Put an end to this shit. <laughs> like he's yelling at Soupy and Pros. Like, put an end to this. I don't want to be here all goddamn night. Well, he put a jinx on us there. We went to triple overtime, full 20 oh, minute overtime. Oh. So we got, me and Andy got on the ice at 6.30 for warmups. And we didn't get off the ice until it was after 11. My buddy Hutch was refing an OHL game up in Mississauga, I think. He met us at Jose's after he got there before we did. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> but, it, but it went into triple overtime and the goalie comes out to play the puck and the Leamington player picked his pocket and instead of just getting beat on open net, he hauls him down. So Soupy had to call a penalty. Right. He's like, sorry, like he was going to score. Right. And uh, Mike Bullard, next leaf, he was coaching Caledonia at the time. He went off the rails. Like we had to put like lock our door like he was trying to get into our room kind of thing it was nuts <laughs> but yeah that game was probably shit. It, was, it was the longest game i've ever been on but it was a good game and kind of funny story too is uh so that year leamington was in the southern cup and uh, lasalle was too they were on opposite sides so how it works is the winner of each conference so it's three conferences i think or divisions mm-hmm. um they the winner goes in and then whoever is the best team to lose of the, of the playoffs before. So if you only lost, you know, whatever, one game, one game, and then you lost four, you have a good chance you're going to get in. Right. I, I might be screwing this up, but the, the, the team to lose with the best record gets in. So for some reason that year, LaSalle and Leamington were both in it. So me and Andy were out in Leamington about four nights before. He had us out there for that game, and then he had us in Leamington for that long one. Well, we went out after the LaSalle game. <laughs> We were a little bit late that night. <laughs> and he got home and he got back into uh, Leamington pretty late. And then uh, then we're in, we're, oh, he lives in Leamington, sorry. So when we got home, we got into Leamington and then we're on the ice till 11. He's like, my wife's going to think I'm all getting loaded again. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're on the ice still. Like, we're literally on the ice. Yeah, sure you're on the ice. Yeah, sure you are. Sure, triple overtime. I heard that one before. <laughs> That's so, hilarious, though. And, and it made a special too because it was uh, Soupy and Pro's last game too. So, so that's we, awesome. We sent them in the retirement and, you know, mm-hmm. on, the right on, a, on a big game yeah. too. Eh? Yeah. That's great. Now, uh, we had a guy on here that was uh, one of the coaches 
for uh, Amsford. <laughs> oh, I was complaining go. about uh, a call made by Sean McFadden, but it wasn't Sean McFadden. <laughs> it was you. That was me. Yeah, Sean doesn't rep. Yeah, no, and, but he thought it was Sean McFadden, and he's Why like, a, "It was the worst call ever." Which call was that? Uh, a spearing call in overtime. Oh yeah, I remember that one. Yeah. Oh boy. Or the game went into overtime, right? So they had scored, and on the score, when they scored, you had called a penalty. Mm. Is that how it went? Yeah. So I remember that call. So let's back up a couple, like a month from that call. So in a typical year, Junior C would go to four man at Christmas or just after Christmas. They'd go three man all year, then they'd go to four man because games would get a little bit amped up. Yep. And then you'd go four man right throughout playoffs. For some reason that year, the league decided to save a couple bucks and go three man right through the season and then first two rounds of playoffs. And I just remember all of us were just like screaming from the rooftops. Anyone that would listen, like no one listens to us. This, you can't do three man, you know, definitely if you, if, if you go through the season, you can't go into playoffs. If you go into playoffs, you can't go into second round. You've got to go four man. But they went four man. We're like, something's going to happen in one of these games that's going to change the outcome of the game because you're using you're using an old system with a new standard. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. So when they went to four man years and years ago, that was when the standard changed. That's when everything had to be called. When, back in the day when you're a three man, well, shit gets missed and sure. you deal with it, you move on. So they decided to use this old system for, like I said, that second round of playoffs, that's when you're, you're now down to your one, two, three, four. So you're, you know, those are your good teams. So yeah, so this game went to overtime and uh, play moves past me, going towards Zamboni and we're in Essex. And two kids come together, and the one from Amherstburg gives the guy from Essex a good shot right in the right in the sack and bent him over a little bit. And then the kid from Essex starts coming back at the guy from Le or from Amherstburg. So as the back guy, you're you're watching for this stuff behind the play, and you're trying to put up fires before they start. So he's coming back, and I get between them. I'm pushing him back, and I'm saying, "I got it. I'm calling it. I got it." Like because. There's no justification. If he comes back and does something, now now the referee turns around and sees that. And now he, he gets calls penalty. that. Yeah, they tell you that from day one of hockey. Don't retaliate. They call it retaliation. Right. So I'm pushing him back, saying, "I got it. I got it." So now the play comes comes back. I'm not even sure where the play went because I was tied up in this. It comes back, so I'm already going through my head. Holy shit! I'm calling a spear in overtime. Like this is this is crazy. Yeah. Well, shit doesn't. Amherstburg score. <laughs> so, so now the wheels are turning. Well, wait a second. Now I'm disallowing a goal in overtime. So the bench is dumped. Essex goes that way. And this kid from Essex comes yelling, like screaming at me. You saw that. You saw that. He's like, right in my face. And I was like, pushing him back. I'm like, I'm calling it. I'm calling it. Go away. Get away. So I go to the ref and I was like, uh, hey, we got to talk. He's <laughs> like, what? And Amherstburg celebrating. Yeah, they're all starting to leave, right? And, and you know, looking back on it now, we should have done something to let these teams know, like, hey, listen, we're talking about something right here. Right. Don't leave. The arena's dumping out. Everyone's leaving, but we're talking, right? So uh, he's like, what do you got? I'm like, I got a spear back here on, I can't remember, the kid from Amherstburg. He's like, really? Because <laughs> he's like, you fucking kidding me right I just want to get out of here. Mm -hmm. He's like, okay, well, let's see what your partner says. Well, you can see what my partner says, but 
I'm telling you right now, I have a spear and I'm calling it. It's my call. I'm right. calling it. So he calls my partner over. He's like, I know he did it. I know he did it, but I had to turn away just at the last second because the play was going to his line. Yep. He's like, oh, I, I didn't see it though. So I tell the ref, I'm like, listen, I seen it. Yeah. I'm calling it. This game isn't over yet. He's just like, oh, I don't know, Jay. I'm just like, I'm telling you. <laughs> Can't you let this yeah. go? Yeah. I'm telling you. <laughs> yeah. I have to. Right. Right? Because because the other side of that, the flip side of that is, okay, say I say, ah, fuck, whatever. I'm not calling. Well, now Essex has video of this happening right in front of me. Right. And you they didn't call it. league. Now my season's over. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't And maybe you this. don't get another game. And that's how it happens, right? right. Like, we're all so close to you know, your ability. They look for – there's got to be some reason to move guys ahead and mm-hmm. leave guys behind. That's a, that's a situation right there where I would have been like, well, okay, my season's over, right? Yeah. Any kind of error in the rules or any kind of missed calls that are – like, that's severe where it's right in front of you and you didn't call it, you chose not to call it, you're done, right? So, so yeah, so I had to call it. And uh, I tell you, like – you don't you don't ask for that call. I didn't want that call no. call on my lap. Right? right. I would rather have um, not seen it. Yep. I'd rather for it to not ha- have happened. Right. <laughs> I'd rather the game to, to end and, and that's it. But it happened right in front of me, and uh, you know, being a, an experienced official, I put myself in a place to see it, a place to call it, and and I had to call it. I, I had to. There was no there was no there was no other way to do, to go about it. Right. But if you if it was a four man game. To go back to that again, the back referee sees it, puts his arm up, and as soon as Ansford touched the puck, it dead. whistles. Yeah. But because as a linesman, you can't put a penalty on delay, you just wait for the next stoppage of play and report it to the right. referee. So. so we've talked about it on here a couple of times where, why, you know, I think the extra referee out there is in the way. Okay. Uh, this is just my opinion, you know, like your, your referee, whatever. Um, but why can't they do it like football and just have the linesman call penalties just like just like they do in, in football mm-hmm. where they go and they talk to the head referee, ju- line judge, linesman, whatever he is, mm-hmm. and explain what they just saw. And then he makes the call, yeah. you know, and it's just one less referee on there where you got the two linesmen that are seeing a lot of stuff that maybe a ref misses this way or that way, mm-hmm. you know. I, I think the four-man system is the way to go, but I also think like what you're saying there is the, the, the idea is it's the referee's game. The linesman is just there, like I said earlier, to support the referee, call the offsides nice and, and support them any way you can. Mm-hmm. It's the referee's game. That's what it all comes down to. Right. And I, I think the four-man system is the way to go. They also have a system where you use two referees, one linesman. I've never skated it myself. I know. I guess, I guess that could be a way to catch more stuff. So what would they do? They would give the seniority guy the game or... For the two refs, one linesman. Right. So what they would do is, on the way into the zone, that's the front referee. Oh, he okay. You call the offside if it's there, mm-hmm. and then the, the linesman catches up. Now it becomes his line again. Right. I don't know if I'm explaining that right. Yeah. So and then he would go into the corner and carry on with whatever yeah. plays going yeah. so on. So the front referee would just kept catch the front line yeah. and then move on from there. That seems like a lot of skating for the fucking linesman. I, I've never done it. He's got to catch up to the play all yeah. the time, right? Yeah. That'd be but nuts. He would only be in the middle, so. Yeah. But then, that how would... how would it work for fights? What, what, what who grabs who? Yeah, yeah. Um, well, yeah, I guess it would just be the referees have to decide. Who's <laughs> the line, yeah. Flip a coin, boys. Flip a coin. Yeah. <laughs> you, me, you, me. Yeah. You, you, like, me. no way. This guy's too fucking big. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> but going back to that Amherstburg call, like, there's no, there's no doubt that it happened. I think even the the person you had on here admitted that he, he said something along the lines like, "No one saw it. No one thought it happened." Yeah. Apparently, it did happen. Well, I think that's the end of the discussion, right? Like, right. It, it happened. I'm you, sorry. You obviously saw it. I, I didn't want it to happen, but it happened. Right. And I had to call it. So I, I think that's what that whole thing boils down to. Like, well, I, I think Mr. Bertino should uh, buy you a beer because he said he's been giving you shit for years. Yeah. <laughs> if you're the player, yeah, I, though. Two uh, years ago, and I was still giving him shit about that call. But then he also explained it was on us. We we missed a breakaway too in the overtime. And they get you a know. penalty shot, and I'm just thinking to myself, perfect. This is how the universe works itself yep, out. Yep. They score on a penalty shot, and away nobody even thinks about what I call. All done, right? Right. Yeah. No, but and they missed. They but still, player yeah, so though, like, why are you why are you spearing somebody in overtime? Like, you know what I mean? Like, come Even on, dude. Dick. Why do you spear there? <laughs> I don't know. I, like, I, I did feel hit bad the floating rib. I don't think he. I don't think he. Well, he didn't want to get caught, and I don't think he realized the severity of what he was doing at the time. Right. And it sucks to have a game turned over on a, on a mistake you made. Yep. And I, I, I did feel bad for the kid. After. It puts a lot on his shoulders, right? But it also put a lot on your shoulders because you had to make that yeah. call. Yeah. And that's a big game that was in the playoffs, right? Yeah. So that, you know, and then I imagine you got a lot of, oh, you Homer, fucking, oh, yeah. you know, like. Tell you a funny story. I'm at work. This is going back maybe a year ago and I'm working overtime on another shift. And I'm just, me and this other woman are sitting on our, uh, getting like our forklift at work. Mm-hmm. Didn't know the woman. Just talking to her, and then she talks about how her son played in Amherstburg and yada yada yada. And I'm just like, oh, you're not gonna like me then. She's like, what do you mean? I'm like, well, I called that spear in overtime there a couple of years ago. She looked at me like, and drove away. Spear <laughs> 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 <Neither again. laughs> again. So, so sorry. was it something I said? I guess we're not friends. Uh, <laughs> where are you going? We had a good discussion though. We were talking. That's hilarious. That's great. Good old Windsor Assembly, man. That's fucking funny. Oh, so yeah. still still holding the grudge on you. Still hate you. Yeah. But but like I said, it was obviously it happened. It, the grudge shouldn't be on me. I, I didn't want that call. It fell on my lap, fell you know, right in front of me, and there was nothing I could do. Well, it wasn't I, like Kerry Frazier, you know what I mean? Like fuck Toronto over. <laughs> yeah. I'll bring that up forever, too. <laughs> and he got death threats. Did you get death threats? No, not yet. <laughs> <laughs> say, now they know. Yeah. And they know what he looks like. You're going to have to lose yeah. the beard. Yeah. You're getting the most wanted sign in Amsterdam. <laughs> Holy <laughs> shit. <laughs> I'm sure it's already up. I haven't been to the post office, but I'm sure it's up there. <laughs> oh, that's funny. That's not so, man. That would be, so that now, would be now, like, was, hard. Go ahead. Yeah. No, I was just going to say, that would be like a really hard call to make. For yeah, sure. For like. like the, the probably the biggest call you ever made I, I would say it was the um i don't know if it was the biggest call but definitely the hardest call the baldiest call and i think the most mature call mm-hmm. i could have made like because i, I could have less maturity less experience i could have been talked out of it yep i could yep. have been like oh you know what you're right i think he just slashed him but that would have been on your referee right yeah, and he was a great ref. He's a great referee, the guy. Yeah. And, and he was just making sure that we were right. You saw what you saw. Are you, are you sure? Kind of thing. Like, yeah. This is a pretty big situation we got here. Are you sure? So now what happened? So that, the, the arena is emptying. Yeah. And like I said, I wish we would have made, I don't know if you could make an announcement. I don't know. 
but we were having a lengthy discussion because like I said, it was a big situation. I wish there would have been some way to maybe call the captains over and say, listen, keep everyone on the bench for a second. Yeah. We're, we're discussing something here. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't know. I don't know what the right thing to do there. Right. We, we were just more focused on Make having right our call. discussion and figure out, okay, what the hell are we doing here? Right. right. I didn't, I didn't look at the surroundings. Like, yeah. Like there was people, I guess that said like they were already home before they realized the game wasn't over yet. Really? So, so wow. yeah. So that was our mistake, I think. But I mean, if that's the whole mistake that we made out of that whole situation. I can live with that one. Yeah. But we got the call right and we got the situation right. So good. But still yeah. though, give me an offside or something, not a fucking goal. <laughs> like yeah. of all, oh, of all from, things, of all things that happen. Give me like, a line brawl for fuck's sakes. <laughs> for me, it went from like calling a spear, you know, like I don't even, I think I only called a handful of spears in my whole career as a linesman, right? Yeah. To being, holy shit, I'm calling a spear in overtime. I'm supposed to turn this win over, right? So it, it was, it really climbed the ladder for me as far as the density and the, <laughs> But they had the chance to win it too, and yeah. you know, yeah. like even even uh, Bertino said, you know, like yeah, shame on us. Like we we had plenty of opportunity to win that game, and we still. Uh, he's like, but that that McFadden, he <laughs> made that call. <laughs> I, I I know I listened to that interview, and I, I know I was never smirking at him for. I, I don't know where he came up with that. Well, I, he's I, gonna I, see what I, he sees, right? Yeah, and I really hope he doesn't really mean that because, like I said earlier. I'm, I'm not happy about that call. I'm proud of that call, but I'm not happy about that call. Right. Yeah. You're not happy I had to make that call. Yeah. I'm proud that I made the right call, but I'm not yep. happy that I had to take that. And you did your job. Well, you too, if job. you don't, that shit, that will, that will just. That would have haunted you forever. Your brain, like I was saying, man. if I don't, then my season's over. Yeah. Right. If, if I don't make that call and Essex sends the tape in, I'm, I'm done. Oh, I okay. I don't go to the Southern Cup. Like my whole season, Junior B, Junior C, OUA is done. Yeah. Because like would would it like have been an investigation or something on it they, or I don't know they would have sent the video in and then my my um, our director officiating would have said okay like here's a video I, I expect a full report right you, you know, fucked Patrick, up Jay why didn't you call us right right well, and then I guess they would like see it I was he, looking over here but then it's like well, well but, you're done but my you know your your referee your your guy in charge he almost tried talking you out of it. Yeah, not to say that he did. I think he just wanted to really make sure that yeah, I because yeah. it's a big call. Yeah. Oh yeah. Now, now he was a senior guy too, right? So he knew the rules and he knew the severity, of everything. So yeah. Now what what penalties can a referee call? They call or sorry, or a, line, a linesman. A linesman they call, well, the only minor penalty they would call would be too many men on the ice. Okay. And then they call doubles. So spears, um, head contacts, and then majors. Oh, high sticking, uh, not a minor high stick. Oh, they would have to be a well, old days of junior having the double, so that have to be one of those or, or a major. Okay, yeah. so like we've had situations where I'm the back linesman and someone does something behind me and I'm in front of a bench, like you saw that, I'm like, yeah, I did, but I can't call it. What do you want me to do? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're right. He did it. <laughs> I saw it. That's funny. What do you want me to yeah. do? Don't be an asshole. Yeah, don't see the strike. Send the money and go for man. You're on a power play right now. Yeah. <laughs> now, funny. do you think with all the COVID and the money that's been lost, they're going to go to a three man again? For local junior? For yeah. I would think junior C would, they're going to stay as a three man. Yeah. And, and hopefully they change it and go back to four man around Christmas. Yeah. But junior B's always been four, man. Oh, okay. You mm-hmm. can't do a junior B game, especially on that Heinz rink. That's huge. I mean, there's just no way. 
you'd be dead. That's a lot of skating. And there's, a, there's a pretty big jump from junior C to junior B too. Right. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, the players are fucking buzzing around out there, and those guys know how to use that big rink too. Like they use all of it. Yeah. There's nothing better than the Chatham Memorial. Get the you know up there in uh, mm-hmm. you know, the old barn there in yeah. Chatham. Uh, Getting a couple of good teams in there, want to hammer the shit out of each other. It was like the old Essex one. Oh yeah, I think it's right? smaller. Smaller. I think it might be smaller. Wow. And they put people in there, and they're and that some of the both, they're all around yeah. you. And yeah, I, I used to love going to Chatham. Like with the, with, with the Essex one, like it, it, it was like pretty much straight up and down, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. I yeah, love that, that barn. That old it's Essex tough. Arena. Whew. Yeah. Had, now now it's just so much bigger and. I, I, st- I still like the new one because I, I like the bowl. I like the bowl skating. Yeah. You know, versus some of the other ones where the seating's on one side. I think I think you get a better. Oh, feel like in Bell River. I, I don't understand it. Yeah, Lakeshore. Lakeshore. I tell you, when they're when people stand around on that uh, that walking track, yep. mm-hmm. you hear every word they they're saying. Oh, really? Up there. Yeah, they're right. They're right on top of you. <laughs> yeah. What's the worst thing you've been called? What's oh, that? I was going to ask him that too. Called. Oh shit! I don't know. <laughs> My mom would not be happy with you right now. <laughs> I think it's funny how like. You see normal people around town, and then you see them in a rink, and they just lose their animals in these rinks. Yeah, I don't know if there's something in the Freon in yeah. there or what, but <laughs> I remember some people like just red faced at the glass. Like if there wasn't glass there, they'd probably punch me in the face. Yeah, I see him at the bank two days ago. Hey Jay, hey, how Jay. you doing? <laughs> Great game the other day. He wanted to kill me forty-eight hours ago. <laughs> That's hilarious. Be like you threw your coffee at, but it's a. It's a thankless job, right? Yeah, it is. Yeah. And without you guys, which you have no hockey. Yeah. You don't. You know, like yeah. we're just—I I think there's a, a stigma attached to it. Like we're just the villains as soon as we walk in the door. Yeah. Right. We're just the villain, and it doesn't have to. I don't think it has to be like that. No. You know. Here's the thing, though, too, you know, though, is like they get in the car. What's that? No matter what call you make, someone's always going to be pissed off. Yeah. Right. And right. Then, like then it doesn't matter. Talks about how stupid the coach is and the referees are yep. terrible, and they buy into that, right? And then when you get them in, you know, well, it's my dad saying it, right? So you have to, yeah. And then you know, we get them when they're 17, 18 years old, and that's what they think, right? Because right. we were talking about that before, and uh, I have a couple friends that coach, and they were saying, you know, like these fucking kids nowadays, like, so you're looking at say 14, 15 in, in that age group. And they're telling the coaches, no, he's not on my line. These two are on my line. And yeah. it's like, well, yeah, that's no, nice. I'm the coach. And you can take your shit off yeah. and you're not going out on the ice. Yeah. Well, you could talk to my dad about it. Well, then the dad comes down and he says, well, these two are fucking terrible. Put them with those two. Yeah. Then you come down and coach. Oh, yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. It, it, <laughs> Here's a water ball in the park. Right. Coach. Yeah. I'll go, I'll go have a beer in the parking lot. Right. Right. Watch the game. And while you practice, yeah. I'll be having beers in the parking lot. Yeah. You and, know what I mean? Like, exactly. ever. But like it's it's just insane. Like I say, the, the thankless job. Like, yeah. And the younger yeah, ones too. Everybody's like, man, 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 with the refs. Like I used to be like, fine with. Like I'd get pissed off and I would argue a call with them or whatever. But I wouldn't like yell and scream at them or be on them all the time. Like you know what I mean? Because it's a hard enough job as it is. Like the last thing they want is fucking a whole bunch of kids fucking screaming at them. Like, you know what I mean? So I would just well, say I my remember- piece and that's it. I remember Hutchie throwing me out of a game when I was coaching with mom and uh, he skated by and I'm like, holy fuck, Hutch, are you blind? Like, how did you miss that? And he goes, 
he stops, he blows a whistle. He's like, uh, Wendy, can I see the uh, roster? You know, and my name's not on it. Yeah. I was just helping out all the time. I was working the door. And he's like, you're out of here. Yeah. <laughs> you like, yeah. only got me on a technicality. Let him, let him do his job, but whatever, <laughs> whatever. You got to give a little bit to the rap, oh, for right? Sure. You gotta They're going to hear it. It's an emotional game. It's an intense game. You got to make your point and then move on, right? Mm. Like I, I've been in games where it's like a close game. And a, and a coach is giving me shit about he thought it was an icing three minutes ago. I'm just like, well, that coach has moved on. He's coaching his team. You're still all hung up right. on something that happened a couple And you don't even ago. know what's going on right here right, right now. Coach your team. Right. Because you know what the team is doing? They're following your lead. Right. They're just worrying whatever you're worried about. Yep. Move mm. on and, and just, yeah. Tell hey, you missed one back there. Okay, cool. Yeah. And then move on. It because turns into being like a cancer, right? Yeah. Because, you know, if you get, you get one – bad pissy guy on the bench yeah. he's going to bring the first two guys down the next two are going to go down yeah. you know what i mean and now now you have a chain reaction just a shitty bench right mm -hmm. like yeah, it sucks, sucks playing with guys like that and and if, especially if it's a coach they follow his lead yeah. just like you were saying about about the dad he you know the leader yeah the, the coach and the parent the, the minor hockey need to be the leader they need to set the way right right, right. Man. That's crazy. So, who, who who was your favorite? Uh, sorry, go ahead. Ant. No, go ahead, man. I was gonna. Oh, go ahead. You're good. So, uh, who 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 was your favorite uh, ref to ref with? To ref with, eh? I really like lining with my buddy Andy Anthony that I was saying there. Mm -hmm. so there's a couple of local guys here. Like Kyle Flood was a he's an absolute gem. We're gonna get him on. Oh. We're gonna get him. Turn on. down your mics. Oh, I know. I I have I have beers with him on Friday nights, and Jeez. and you've got to sit across from him. Yeah. You can't sit next to him. That might be a two parter. He has, yeah, because he's done a lot, eh? Like he's yeah. been all over. Yeah, he. In my eyes, he should be skating professional. Yeah, but yeah, but that's what as I mean. a referee or as a linesman. I would say as a linesman. Yeah, yeah. He's a big yeah. kid. Yeah, we were doing a game in uh, Waterloo. Him and I were lining. And uh, we were leaving. He's like, there's this dive bar in Kitchener we got to stop at. It's a karaoke bar we used to go to when I was coaching AAA. We got to hit this bar on the way home. I heard this story I like, Friday. <laughs> I heard this story Friday. I was like, all right, fine. Referees are buying because that's the, that's the thing, right? As a linesman, like we would go to Waterloo and we would get 70 bucks. That's it. We don't get mileage or nothing. Wow. The referees would get all the mileage and, and pay pretty well. So, so, yeah, sure, they're buying. Let's stop. So, They'd always buy, but uh, most of the time, most yeah. of the time, yeah. okay, yeah. But uh, this is why referees are assholes, <laughs> right, Dave Cassidy? <laughs> <laughs> so we stop at this place, and for some reason, we're getting out of the car, and I said, "I'm going to sing Africa by Toto," and this is before Weezer redid it. Yep. I don't know why it popped into my head. But I'm like, "Yeah, I'm going to sing that." Have you ever seen the lyrics to that song? <laughs> Mount Kilimanjaro and all this. Like, I'm looking at this like. So anyway, so. Flutter goes out there. He sings like a Kid Rock song. I can't remember which one it was. It was Kid Rock. Too. <laughs> right on the front of the stage, like just like going at. <laughs> he said he's going. People were out of their seats. <laughs> so I didn't know he put my name in to sing this song. All of a sudden, he comes down. We're oh, way to go, Flutter. Everything else. And all of a sudden, I hear my name. I got a pint in one hand and a chicken wing in the other. I'm like, all right, I guess I'm going up. I go up there. I just. Disaster, just totally, total this fucking song. Boo. They were pulling me off the stage. Oh my god! Is that the one he drank the 
the beer out of the boot? <laughs> no, I don't think I was up for that one. <laughs> I can't wait till he tells you this one. He's drinking a beer out of this chick's boot. And as he gets done, he pulls this. And I'm like, was it a fucking band-aid? He's like, no, it was like toe lint or something. Oh, I'm sock. He's like, and as he's telling me, I'm going. <laughs> and like, it was so. I miss the intensity of the games and stuff like that, but I'm, I miss the road trips. Yeah. Like the OUA was the best. Like that's the best hockey. And they send us up there to Laurier, Waterloo. All, all the universities you know, all up there. Right? And, and I'd get picked up at two o'clock in the afternoon and get home at two o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Just, yeah. Stumble into my house. <laughs> yeah. I, I miss that. That's oh, awesome, man. Rob, do you have do you have uh, anything else? I'm tapped out. I've asked them everything I wanted to ask. Them. I, I I I don't know. I, I think oh, I'm pretty good. I no no. I asked all the all the good stuff already. But, uh, <laughs> okay, I, I got one more. I'll give him one more. So we, oh, we should have cut it off right there. No no no, no, no. It's, it's not from somebody. It's, it's just a, a, your opinion on on something. Uh, so if, if there was one rule as a referee that you could change, what, what rule would it be? I like um, I like the team not being able to ice it on a penalty kill. Like how they they, they do that in U.S. Uh, minor hockey. So you take a penalty, and here in Canada you you ice it. Right. That's what you do. Over there you can't ice it. It's icing. It comes back. Oh. And and the logic is you've broken a penalty or you've broken a rule. You've gotten a penalty for it. Right. So you slash someone. You got a penalty. Why we allow you to break another rule and now ice it? Right. Right. And, yeah. it, and it, it generates offense. I like that. I, I, really, I really like that rule. I, I, would, I would like to see uh, Hockey Canada take that. My rule. grandpa said the same thing. And uh, my grandpa also said, if you get a two-minute penalty, it's the whole two minutes. Yeah. You know, whether they score or not. You, you Like you said, mm -hmm. you broke a rule. So you punch somebody in the face. You know, this guy has to go out. Maybe, maybe he gets a concussion or, or whatever. And he's yeah. got to go off. Mm -hmm. And you only get a two-minute penalty for it. You know, depending on how severe it is, whatever, right? Yeah. But well, yeah. So anything severe would be a major, and that would right. That would but he out. said everything's a major. Everything's a major penalty. Yeah, you so you have to ser serve the full two minutes, four minutes, whatever it is. You don't get two minutes knocked off because they score. No, you did something wrong. Mm -hmm. So now you have to serve the whole punishment. Yeah, yeah true. So. Well, I yeah. mean, they're trying to generate offense, right? right? There's a way to do it. Well, they're talking about making the nets bigger, making the oh. equipment smaller. Well, don't you think goalies have small enough equipment now as it is? Like, I wouldn't want to be the NHL if they take equipment off a goalie and one gets hurt. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, look, look at the sticks. Soon. Look at the sticks they made, you yeah. know? Like, yeah. you got a guy that, if he had a regular wooden stick, couldn't break, you know, 89 mile an hour. But then you give him this, and he's, he's up to 98. Yeah. yeah. So... Yeah depending on the flex or whatever right so like i just i don't agree with making the nets bigger there's so much offense in mm -hmm. hockey like yeah, you, you don't need to and i like watching a good one nothing game mm -hmm. like you know what i mean like yeah. it's back to, it's it's not about scoring look at soccer and look how many fans they have it's yeah. not about scoring it's about seeing a good product on the ice and watching two teams bang it out yeah i think personally get rid of the instigator put more fighting back in hockey I, and everybody be happy. I think. Let's go. Let's, let's go with that. It's about making guys accountable. Right. You know what I mean? And then they won't do that dumb shit. Yeah. I always I say, agree. I hate the instigator rule. I hate it. It's the dumbest rule. In hockey. 
any gathering around the net, they're all gloves still on, sticks, sticks still in their going head, in somebody's face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They don't drop anything. You watch back in the day, like in the eighties, sticks came down, gloves came off, and you just grab. Yeah. And now, up. whether you started, you didn't like the way the guy grabbed you. Now, 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 a quick punch comes in. Well, okay, we're going. Yeah. yeah. Right. So. Yeah, that's definitely that's great. Yep. Nice. But yeah, Jay, man, thanks. With um. They just Jay. came up with a light. I'm like the head. Yeah. Over. Thanks, bro. This is. Um, we're gonna get off the of air so I can uh, do some. <laughs> so uh, we're gonna get off the of air. So I just want to say, Jay, thank you, man. This has been awesome. Um, you're a beaut, and I'm sure we'll. Uh, we're gonna see each other throughout the summer here. Have some beers. Thanks, thanks Jay. Guys. Thanks for having me. It. That was awesome. It was awesome. All right, boys. We'll talk soon. And there he is, folks, Jay McFadden. Man, I must say, to fucking have to make that call, that's fuck. You get paid bro. for. That's fuck. But on the other, on the flip side of it too, you got to score on penalty shots in overtime too. So, yep. You know what I mean. So, but still, though, I, I think Bertino owes him a big apology. You know, like <laughs> he should be uh, saying, "Hey, Jay, sorry about that." I shouldn't have been such an asshole to you <laughs> but you really didn't have to make that call but if you listen to him he had to make the call oh yeah it was he said it. he had I'm to make it right in front of him or ate him alive for the rest of his life that he didn't make the call yeah i think so, he did the right thing so big shout out to right jay thing. jay's an absolute beauty really so appreciate it it was awesome yeah. so shane doan got to do something that chris draper actually got to do too is was he uh shane doan drafted his son to the Arizona Coyotes. He drafted his son, Josh Doan. How fucking cool would that be? Draft your kid to the same, awesome. or, the same organization that you were the captain of forever, that you now work in the front office, and then your kid gets drafted there. Yeah. That's I, wonder, cool. I wonder what kind of player he is. I wonder if he's anything like his pop. I don't know. You would think. If he is, he'll be something special in the NHL, that's for sure. Yeah, because that guy, like, Doan wasn't necessarily, like, dangling guys and scoring goals, but he was, like, he was, like, super gritty, and he was a leader, and, like, he'd stick up for his teammates. He'd fight anybody. He would score big goals and stuff, but you wouldn't see him dangling. Like, you know what I mean? No, like, he's going to he put the team on his back. Oh, 100%. That guy's a fucking workhorse. Yeah, so, he was an incredible, incredible captain. Yeah, and if his kid is half the player he is, then he'll be just fine in the NHL. That's for damn Absolutely. sure. So congrats goes out to both of those guys. It's awesome. Um, so another deal, too, that you and I were kind of just shooting the shit about was the Jake Voracek deal. So Voracek sees himself going back to Columbus, and Cam Atkinson is headed into Philadelphia. Philly's making some moves, man. They got Ellis now. They just picked up Atkinson. They're, like, moving a bunch of guys around. Philly's making a lot of good moves. Rob, what do you think on this trade? Who do you think won this trade? I like Philadelphia in this trade. Me too. Me you too. Know, I, I, I just think, like you said, I think they're building something special, and uh, they're, they're going to be a force. Mm -hmm. Do you think they would ever go back to, like, the Broad Street bully days? No, because it would never work in the NHL right now. Well, not right now. Yeah, not right true. now. But, you know, 
you got to think about it. Like the the president's trophy doesn't win you shit. You know, all it, it does is get you that you built to be able to grind it out through the playoffs. Mm-hmm. But mind you, you have to get there too as well. So it all depends on what you're going for. Like you, you look at Toronto and you look at Colorado and you look at, you know, all these higher end teams that put all kinds of points up on the board. Well, mm-hmm. but you know, Should gone in the earlier the rounds. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Just not, not tough enough. Not I'll tough go, enough. I'll go out and say it right now. Speaking of a team like the Leafs, when it comes to the playoffs and stuff like that is I'm going to say that if they don't go past the first round next season, I think they're going to clean house in the front office. <laughs> I think Kyle. Dick I think you have to get gone. rid of Shanny. Like in all honesty, and he will be gone. I think nine years. Yeah, they're going to clean house. I think if they don't make it past the first round next season, I would. I would think. I, I think Dubis goes. You know, like. I think it could be him gone. He says Shanny he gone. He said he believes in his core. Well, uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Isn't Zach Hyman part of that core? Speaking of Zach Hyman. But he's off to Edmonton? It's not official, but it sounds like it's going to happen. Right. Is he, Unless he, something is he a free agent? miraculous happens and they can free up some money, he's going. He's got to go. Is he a free agent? He wants agent? to make money too. Pardon me? Is he a free agent or would he have to be traded? He will be a free agent. So It'll that's be a probably free agent. On like unrestricted. Yeah, as far as I know, I don't have it in front of me. So if he's UFA, yeah, then they're just waiting for. They have to or... make his contract this, mm-hmm. whenever, mm-hmm. Uh, before the season starts, or he's gone. I seen an article too, which, by the way, Toronto, you're nuts for let. I just don't like Toronto. The part that drives me nuts about the Leafs is like, you have like forty million dollars tied up in four players. Yep. Like that's not good, man. That's a lot of space in four fucking players. Like it's that can't happen, man. It can't happen. Well, isn't isn't Matthews making like three million dollars more than Sidney Crosby? I'll, probably all those guys are. Crosby makes like seven or eight. Yeah, I think he makes eight something. But Crosby probably took a deal knowing, like, hey. I made an ass load of money from Reebok. I made an ass load of money from Tim Hortons. I made an ass load of money from fucking all these other endorsements that he does. Powerade and shit like that, right? Like Crosby, if I was in the NHL, if you're smart about it, you take a smaller wage for your team and then you just kill endorsements. Right? right? And then and you make bank. Matthews can do it. Marner can do it. Look, he's on every other commercial. Like, you know, yeah. like... I don't understand why they got so greedy, but it, it all stemmed from uh, Nylander. Yeah. Nylander went after all the cash, and then Matthew says, well, I'm better than him, so you can give me that money. They had to take Tavares's contract if they wanted him, so they had to take that contract. Yeah. And I think even Tavares opted out for less money because yeah. uh, there was somebody else was offering him more money to go there. Mm-hmm. But... Think about he it. Took less. If, if Martin said, if, if I'm this close to Matthews in points, I have to feed him. He gets goals because of me. Why shouldn't I get paid too? Yeah. So it all started out from, we'll just say non Canadian players. Yeah. But still, it's, it's, it's a little bit of greed in my eyes too, man. For sure it is. Guess what? When you're older and you die, you can't bring that all that cash with you. 
Well, I remember, I remember uh, uh, Glenn Sather. It was like one of not a 30 for 30, but it was something like that. It was a documentary. And he said he brought his whole team in there when the Oilers had, were fighting, they were right in the bubble of, of becoming the dynasty. And he said, listen, if, if you guys want to put this together and be proper, you will all take less money to keep more better players mm-hmm. here. Well, not nowadays. Mm-hmm. No, it's Pay a me now. movement. Pay me now. Yeah. So whatever. What whatever. I would do is not, I, what I would do when the cup, not while I'm alive. If I would talk to those guys and be like, listen, you guys are all making, let's say $10 million each right now. If you think about it, if you guys made seven to $8 million each and you're still making bank, <laughs> right. And that's going to allow us. Now we got like, like what? $12 million free. Yeah. If you go right. through, that's 12 million bucks. You could sign. And now you got guys what, with two, that. two more defensemen or, and another forward and you get to keep Zach Hyman. Yeah. But now all you greedy pricks out there, he, he now he's gone and he's the one that went in the corners for you remember that i was pissed that the wings didn't get him but the way it sounds he is going to add i'd have been a red wing fan right off the bat so i was like all this shit when it came down all of it (laughs) comes down next thing i know i'm gonna come home rob's gonna have my like flag and stuff up up behind him pinned over his maple leaf stuff you're not it's gonna be taken from your house (laughs) you know know. (laughs) but i'm not gonna root for the oilers because they're gonna be shit too anyways yeah, I think so. Even even yeah. even adding Hyman. They don't know how to win. They don't know how to win. Just like Toronto. They don't know how to win. Mm. Who Kenny Holland, who did he sign? He made or he took on somebody's deal not too long ago or whatever, and someone like criticized him about him taking on that deal. Oh, it was uh Duncan Keith there. So when they got Duncan Keith freaking uh they were saying something about his his like what he makes or whatever and kenny holland fired back at the press and he's like what would you did you think he was going to play for free <laughs> like you know what i mean the fuck the yeah. guy's got to make his money but he's under contract right like he took on the rest of right. his deal yeah. like there's nothing you can do which was surprising that. though i would have thought that uh he would have asked um chicago he, to take some of it uh, or restructure your deal well, I'm going to get paid and he's at his latter point in his career. He's not going to restructure his deal. I know, but I'm just saying though. But I'm talking about the young guys, you know, Mm -hmm. on Toronto who could restructure their deal, but they're not going to, they're not going to, they don't care if they win a cup. They don't, they just want to make bank and that's it. That's nuts. Yeah, it is. The first thing would be. You've got got the older vets working harder you know, like you got uh, uh, Jason Spezza making what seven and a half million dollars. No, he's making or, like seven hundred seventy-five. Yeah, seven hundred fifty thousand dollars league minimum compared to a guy making eleven million, and he's working three times as hard. Not he doesn't drop in the gloves. He don't care. You know, just wants the last kick at the can. But these guys got. Hey, I got another fucking. You know, I got ten more years coming to me i'll just make my money now i'll make my money now and then i'll leave toronto i'll go back to arizona and -hmm. i'll just live the high life all my boys will be taken care of my entourage i'll be shooting mooners at 
you know, security <laughs> guards, whatever, whatever. Oh, you don't care. That's hilarious. You don't care. We'll see Piss what happens. Right we'll see. Um, also, we are talking about that the 2022 draft is going to be in person and in Montreal. For this, that time. would be fun. So that would be fun. That'd be definitely something to think about. Speaking of the draft, oh. the, the first overall pick. Who was it? Who was it that we talked to on the show? That it was in Quebec. Was that Todd Warner? Yeah, it was Warner. Warner was the one that got picked by them after Lindros. So he was literally, so he was saying to us that when he slid on the jersey, he said the place erupted. (laughs) He was was a god. He was a god there. And then he got arrested. Yeah. At least they let him take (laughs) his jersey off, though. Oh, it was so funny. That was great. We should actually catch up with him again soon. Probably wouldn't be a bad idea. We'll have to get a hold of Todd. I think I have his like number. I'll shoot him a text. But uh Todd Warner, the man rocket, the dad rocket. Absolute beauty. So speaking of the draft though, Owen Power. So he was the one who went first overall. Poor son of a bitch. He went to Buffalo. (laughs) So do you know anything about this kid? Like at all? I know there's no all dressed in Buffalo. He was but like what? the boys were saying at the Meg Club, you only got to drive two, not even an hour over top over top of the bridge to get back and get some all dressed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he was uh, so he was actually he played at Michigan. Yes. Yeah. So he played there last season. He played at Michigan. He played for the Chicago Steel. He also played. That's the USHL. So he played there too, and he also played for the uh, Canada Under Seventeens as well. The kid's only eighteen years old. We were laughing at him. Did you see him in the draft? No, I didn't. I didn't catch any of the draft. He had a freaking soul patch. Oh, did he? A flavor saver. Yeah. So the <laughs> mullet's coming back, and the soul patch is coming yeah. back. So <laughs> that's funny. Look at Maybe this kid. He plays the uh, what? What do you call it? The the jazz flute. Maybe mm-hmm. he plays the jazz flute. <laughs> Look at this kid, though. Born in two thousand and two. I was almost I was almost out of high school for fuck's sake. <laughs> like you know what I mean? It's not. But he's fucking he's huge, man. He's 6'5, 214. So big boy. I was on my third divorce in 2002 for <laughs> He was uh he was ranked number 1 by a lot of a lot of scouts. A lot yeah. of scouts. He was ranked number 1. Um they just say he's just good at everything he does. He's good with the puck. He's got a good shot. He's big. He's physical. Stuff like that. So, but going to Buffalo, like, man. Well, he said he wanted to stay in school too, right? Big defense. I think he is going back. He is going back to Michigan, which is probably. He's not going to play next year. No, I don't think he's going to. No. So, I think I think I did hear that that he's going to be going back to school. So he's. I wonder if he's trying to pull the Lindros, eh? (laughs) Well, think about it. If you even if you get drafted number one overall, yeah, that's fantastic and everything. That's great. And but like. You're going to Buffalo, one and two. It's like, okay, do I go to? I can go pro right now and play in the NHL and play in Buffalo, but team's kind of shitty. Or on the other hand, I can go back to school and play hockey at Michigan. Okay, well, let's talk about the pluses for Buffalo. You got the Falls. <laughs> you got the Bills. Yeah, the Bills are fucking Bills Mafia, too. Shout out Bills Mafia. You got the Buffalo Wild Wings? <laughs> I don't know. That's, that's Buffalo about it. Buffalo Chicken Chips? 
Well, <laughs> that's I a don't drag. Know, I've I've never been to Buffalo. I would love to go. Oh, you've never been to Buffalo? I've never been to Buffalo, man, ever. I would I would go to a game there. I wouldn't care. Let's do oh, it, baby. Sure. Let's do I, it. I, I, I think we're planning on a Cleveland trip. Uh, me and uh, Mike and Shelly and Misty and yeah. What, are you going to go watch she the Guardians? She doesn't know. Surprise! Hey, what, are you going to go <laughs> watch the Guardians? Yeah. No. What a fucking tragedy that is. We'll talk about that a little bit. Um, so you obviously seen that, right? Yeah. What did you That's think? That's embarrassing. What the, what's up with the fucking logo? It's just a baseball with two G's on the side of it. Like, what the hell is that? It's kind of cool because it looks kind of like retro, like something you'd see in an old school video game. But like, <laughs> I, I, I don't see how that's, I don't even know. Do you could, do you well, I got to tell you a funny story. Yeah, shoot Let it. Let me tell you a funny story. So, uh, you know, we, we got Joe McLeod coming up soon, someday, pretty soon. And uh, he says to me, so, you know, I'm really excited to come on the podcast, but where do you find the channel that you guys are on? Is it like, you know, 21 or 22? <laughs> I'm like, no, no, it's on like uh, Podbean. So if you go on Facebook, he's on, hold on, let me write this down. Go on Facebook. <laughs> he says, okay, yeah, now what? I said, or you can go on YouTube. Go on the YouTube. I hear him yeah. writing it down. <laughs> and he goes, so it's not just like a channel you can flick on, uh, you know, like on the TV or whatever. <laughs> like oh, no and you know what there's somebody more compute more tech savvy more or less tech savvy than me mm-hmm. that's probably the only and one. i think dale flood was one too oh yeah dale flood yeah he wasn't very good and i asked him either. to come on the show and he's like uh what's a podcast oh shit what the hell is that come on dale <laughs> fuck well now you know what a podcast is dale welcome fucking awesome it's so awesome <laughs> That's hilarious. No, but uh, yeah, we'll have to set him up though. We'll get him going. Do you? Uh, do oh, you yeah, I got I got him all set up. Do you have anything? Because else he has it? a bunch of friends that were all asking him where where do I go when I listen to the show. Mm-hmm. So I'm telling you, he's gonna bring a bunch, and we got another beauty coming on too that everybody knows. That's gonna be a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. We got another great one coming up next week. Mm-hmm. so we're just oh, rolling oh we're Roll. buzzing right the boy boys are buzzing right now now i kind of like yeah. to now rob that we have kind of a set schedule you know what i mean to where like yes. we get long periods of time off and we kind of well whatever we'll tell our fans so rob and i are usually on the air monday tuesday wednesday is how we rob and i usually do we usually do our interviews tuesday and wednesdays and then we do like what we're doing right now which is our in and outs and we do those usually on mondays so because rob and i like you think we want to be sitting inside in the summer doing interviews and stuff like that on the weekend (laughs) like no way in hell got a pool yes and but like if mind you if we have to if we have to if we're if we really want an interview or if it's something like then we'll interview whenever obviously but as of right now we kind of like our schedule it's good and it works yeah <laughs> it works yeah. for us so it's nice and everybody's working out really well for us they're really helping us along you mm-hmm. know everybody's pitching in and and making the show better and better every every episode so mm-hmm. 
you know, I, I we just got to say thanks. And do we tell them about the shirt coming out? Should we tell them? Sure, go ahead. I think I think we should. Yeah. So we're sitting around the pool yesterday, and uh, Grace Grace Andraka, uh, Mrs. Daughter, says like, what, what's, "What's that?" I said, "She's a she's a beaut." Oh, she is a beaut. And she's like, what, like, what kind of shirts do you have? What kind of shirts do you have for girls? Like what, you know, she's just asking questions. Mm -hmm. And she's like, I'd, I'd like to come up with an idea about a shirt. And, she, and I'm like, okay, well, what do you got? And she's like, what about, you know, how you have your established in 2000? And uh, I'm like, yeah. And she's like, what if you, you know, for that full 52 episodes, you put all 52 guests that you had on. And I said, you know what, Grace, that's such a great idea. She's like, and so my profits, what do I get out of the profits? And I'm like, well, nothing. We'll give you a shirt. And she's like, oh, okay. <laughs> Tell her we'll she's, hook her up. She's a great idea, terrible negotiator. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Grace, great idea. We're definitely, we're definitely gonna do that. So good on her for thinking. I would have never thought of that in a million years, man. And we'll, and we'll put one out every, every year and, and yeah. uh, go from there. I think, I think it's brilliant. Every 52 episodes, a new shirt comes out. Yep. But uh, do you have anything else? Or are you good to go? Nope. That's it. I'm good to go. And I just want to apologize to anybody that I, that I offended. <laughs> uh, <Rob>. Yeah. <laughs> Way to end the show, Rob. Fuck's sakes. Right. All right. I'm going to go have a couple beers. The and, only people that are going to be butt hurt because of that are the people that I offended. So I'm okay. So I'll be getting some more inboxes on the pod account, but whatever, it happens. Yeah, well, it'll be your dad. Tell your tell Rob to stop being so mean to everybody. Well, we okay, whatever. Since 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 we're sharing stuff, and I don't whatever if it stays in the episode, but we had a guy from like whatever. We we swear on the show, okay? Like whatever. It's a, the E don't stand for everyone. That's what I tell everybody. So one guy, like he'd said a couple things in our inbox. I was just kind of like, Oh, da, 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 whatever. And he was, he was okay. In a nutshell, whatever. He's being a fucking dick. Okay. So I was just like, Oh, well, sorry. Like you feel that way. Da, da, da. I'm trying to be nice. And he's like, quit swearing on your podcast. I sent him back two words. What do you think those two words were? <laughs> f you <laughs> yeah that's exactly what i sent him back and i haven't heard from him since but but yeah it was funny well, why me. why was he getting so upset does he listen to it with his mom <laughs> i don't i don't know i don't know but like i said he was he was from the states he was just being an asshole and uh but yeah. i don't care whatever if you we're not gonna make you download us you know what i mean if you want to listen to us great we love we love every single one of our listeners love everybody oh I got another story for you just before we go. Shoot it. Um, so Misty's at the corn stand in Harrow mm -hmm. and she's standing in line and <clears throat> she turns around and she looks and there's a guy standing there with a hat trick hockey shirt on. And she's like, Hey, uh, do you listen to the show? And he's like, no, I saw it like on social media or whatever. And it was a really cool shirt. I liked it. I bought it. Nice. She's like, Oh, she, she, she's like, do, you, do he's like, do you know? the guys that have the show and she's like, yeah my my boyfriend rob and my brother-in-law aunt are the hosts of the show and he's like oh that's really cool like so it was just missy said it was really cool to see somebody wearing it 
like where she wasn't expecting to see it happen. So and you, and, and it's you getting have, out there yeah. and go like show the and, love. And you have no clue who it is. That's the fucking right, cool right. part. That's right. the cool part. He just said, I like the shirt and uh, I had to get it. So he got well, it. If you're now listening to us, thank you for, for your support, whoever you yeah. are. And it's, if it's from Harrow though, like chances are, I might know who he is. So if you, well, he said he was, it was, it was a local, you know, and he wanted to support local. So, you know, you, you, we we talk about everybody supporting local, you know, and we do, you and I, our families do, you know, so sponsors look, look at our sponsors, everybody get out there and and support support your local uh, places. Mm -hmm. It's awesome. All right. It is awesome. Let's get out of here. I'm done. So, all right. Until next week, Aunt Rob signing off. We're out of here. See ya. Peace. Yeah, I can get behind it.